Hey, this is ZZ for my latest sponsor, ExpressVPN. You know, Netflix has different content available to users depending on where they're located. Netflix has thousands of shows, but you can only get access to a fraction of that because of where you are. If you're utilizing Netflix without using ExpressVPN, it's like paying for a gym membership, but only being able to use the treadmill. So how does this work? ExpressVPN lets you change your online location so you can control where you want Netflix to think you're located. They have almost 100 different server locations so you can gain access to thousands of new shows. I'm talking like Star Trek, the original series on UK Netflix, Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Canadian Netflix, Rick and Morty on French Netflix, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air on Indian Netflix, the Harry Potter movie series on Australian Netflix, the list goes on and on. In the easy household, we utilize ExpressVPN and we've unlocked so much content that my family and myself can enjoy. But then you might be like, Eric, we can use other VPNs. No, 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 no. Listen, blazing fast speeds, stream in HD with zero buffering, compatible with all of your devices, phones, laptops, media consoles, smart TVs, and more, and it encrypts your data. ExpressVPN has the added benefit of encrypting your data so you can browse the web securely. Look, be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com Zane. Don't forget to use my link at expressvpn.com slash Zane to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Hello, hello. Welcome. I'm finally waving the white flag. I noticed that as I look at my image on the screen right now, that my tits aren't as prominent. I have increased the size of my t-shirts. I'm waving the white flag. Uh, the days of appropriately fitted uh, fitting clothing at size medium are currently over. Now, that doesn't mean that I can't uh, uh, fit back into those t-shirts one day, but I would say the chances are slim to none. Uh, I've been wearing these mediums and I'm busting out of them. My tits are sticking out like fucking crazy. And my belly is, is so form. The shirt's so form fit around my belly that you can see where my navel is. I look like that chick that you see at Walmart that is wearing the fucking too tight of clothes. Now, Josh describes it like the shirts like sausage casings. Yes. Bosco's boobies. At uh, Bosco's pub in particular. You know, I'll be working my ass off there, but there's food everywhere. And I, I can't I can't resist because I get hungry and then just start fucking shoving onion rings and french fries into my fucking fat face. Fuck! Oh my God, do I love eating. Went for a nice three-mile walk yesterday with my lovely wife. Over at Grand Ravines, we could hear the bald eagle. There's a there's a pair, a nesting pair of bald eagles. I've talked about that before. I didn't see them yesterday, but I heard one of them. 
They sound like uh, fucking very not intimidating looking birds, but they are. Anyway, finished the walk. And I had like, uh, we have these um, creamsicles, you know, the, uh, it's like uh, the orange ones with the ice cream on the inside. Oh my God, life changing. So I had a nice little snack, but then I was sitting there like, fuck, I want another one. Like, I can't eat them all. Diana likes them too. All right, plan B. There's a whole fucking tub of mint chocolate chip ice cream. Get after it. Boom. Fuck. I didn't need the whole tub. Kenny says that's how it starts. <laughs> yeah, that's how it starts. I worked in a grocery deli as a teenager, and all these little sweet little old ladies were always asking me if I want a fresh baked cookie. I don't have a clue how many cookies I ate while working there. Holy fuck, you're not kidding. So I find myself, I open up the drawer where I like to, because pretty much that's just my wardrobe these days. Uh, Crocs, shorts, and uh, t-shirts. And uh, I put on a pair of shorts yesterday, and I couldn't get them past my dick and balls because everything was too fat. Like, oh, these are out. They're done. T-shirts. I'm like sifting through the drawer. I go, oh, no, I know that's a medium. Oh, that's a medium. That's a medium. So I'm going to large. And then I found one, this one. You know, I don't look that disgusting. A, it's black, so it has a slimming effect. Uh, Man, this is Eric. I love you, but I'm going to have to stop listening because you're depressing me. I'm sorry to hear that. I don't know what the problem is. You look, I've, I've talked about this before. We all know, we all have it in us to uh, win the battle of the bulge. And if you are going to go down that road, it's just one day at a time. I'd like to think that I still have the acumen to pull this off. To actually be... 25 pounds lighter. So, you know, just yesterday, I didn't do it. Yesterday, I did not. Does that mean that my life is over or your life is over? Of course not, you idiot. Try again today. No big deal. Not the end of the world. Long game. Play the long game, but at least play the game. What are you, kind of some soft, weak-kneed fuckhead? Amanda, I mean, my God, dial it in, try again. If you can't motivate yourself, you gotta, I mean, I don't know what, well, I should say what you need to do is look, find something that will motivate you. Kenny says, here's something that's motivating me lately. There's no such thing as old fat people. He's right. That's a gr- that's that that fucking stinks, but it's true. He says, let that sink in and it'll motivate you. You want to live a long time, don't you? There you go. Amanda joins the uh, f- uh, fat discussion with I ate two pounds of caramel creams over the weekend. Fuck yes. Yes. 
Yes, that is awesome. But you got to turn that around. We all know we can't do that. We're all fucking in the same boat. Okay? Man, I was a, I was a different breed before. Um, I used to be like extremely judgmental of people that are uh fat and now i'm fat and and you know and i and i get this all the time you don't look fat it's like to me i'm fat i am not i'm supposed to be i'm a little person i'm a small fucking dude 150 is it i'm probably 185 that's obese my face i can see the fat hanging off my face creating these lines here i've got a double chin that i mean i'm tipping my head down to illustrate it, but it's there. Uh, my fucking belly is, is, is horrible. I'm, it's really bothering me, really bothering me. But what a fucking weird thing where you can feel like motivated. Like right now I feel motivated, but, but that's going to change. And that's the key trying to work past that, that temptation. It's so fucking hard. Amanda, very rare, uh, uh, rare. She indicates, you know, that's what I loved about you. Eric on the old show is, is that you would just, you would just judge people for being fat and call them out. And it was awesome. Yeah. I don't know though. That was also pretty mean. I, I don't mind saying, yeah, you can do it and offering words of encouragement these days, but, uh, gone are those days when I would just look at someone and say, I hate you because you're fat. The only person that I would say that to, and I was describing this to somebody uh, not long ago, if you're an asshole and fat, then you're a fat fuck. If you're an angel and fat, you're beautiful, and I'll actually eat your asshole. How does that sound? Fat, sweet people are not fat. They're beautiful. Okay? See, what I'm doing there is I'm uh, having the best of both worlds because I want to I wanna say terrible things about assholes who are fat. So I'll say they're fucking fat fucks. But if they're sweet, polite, beautiful people, they are not fat at all. I don't even consider that. I just love them. Okay? Does that make any sense whatsoever? Now, Amanda has, um, she kind of like, it's, it's a moving scale because there are times when she pisses me off so goddamn bad that it, my, my opinion changes at the time right now. She's at the top of my list for love. I love her forever. If she came up to me and said, look, Eric Zane, um, I need to know if you were single, would you eat my asshole? And I would say, yes, I would. I'll, I'll eat your asshole. I love you so much. But if you're annoying, I want to push you off a cliff. Aram, who is a wizard at eating appropriately, as Kenny writes, what the fuck just happened? Aram writes, I bake my own barbecued potato chips. It takes a long time to make a bowl of them. So no way to binge. Yeah, I think the part of the problem is that um, we buy the wrong food in this house. Kenny's, or Tyler says, 
You still are judgmental of fat people, but now it's just people that pick Facebook fights with you. Then you screenshot their profile pics and circle their double chins. LOL. This is true. Kenny writes, eat, uh, eat right six days a week and then go crazy on one. This is what I'm doing to try while getting more active. That one day a week will be my reward for the, for the rest. All right. Hey, let, that sounds like fun. Oh my God. Corey, who always tunes in late, he says, I tune in the very first I think here. Uh, first thing I hear is eat my asshole. Focus, focus. Yesterday, I met up with Ben Glaze. Ben Glaze's dad, Mr. Glaze, and Ben's fiance, who I just love her. Oh, my God. I've never not seen her just smiling. Ben is so fucking lucky. Holy shit. Is she an absolute... She's a... I, I, she's perfect. She's so perfect. Oh my God. Ben's dad is, wow. This is a buttoned up dude. This is a stoic, stoic dude. And I knew this going in. So actually Zost, I go, Mr. Zost. Hello. I don't think we've ever met. How are you? I'm Eric. He goes, hello. That's it. Those are the only words he said. And uh, I was like, oh, man. Then I asked him if he, uh, actually, I, he said a couple more words. I go, do you ever, have you ever, do you like Christopher Nolan's movies? And he says, eh, I don't know. Like, okay. He goes, I like historic movies about historic figures. Oppenheimer. Okay. That's about it. It's about all the conversation I had with Ben's dad. This movie is three hours long. I don't know how I loved this movie. But I did. This movie made $80 million over the weekend. It lost to Barbie. Uh, also in the top 10 is that uh, a QAnon uh, fucking propaganda movie um, Save the Children with Jesus or whatever the fuck it's called Sound of Screaming Children Sound of uh, what is it Sound of Conspiracy but Oppenheimer and Barbie they called it Bar- uh, Barbenheimer or something like that it kicked all manner of ass they made nearly like 300 million dollars or something like that Oppenheimer uh, three hours of the most entertaining, exceptionally acted boredom I have ever seen in my life. It is an absolute joyride of boredom. I have never been so happily bored in all of my life. I didn't for once lose interest. I know that that sounds strange. It's a weird paradox here. But... I noticed that after like a big fucking half hour of time, I was like, there's nothing here but dialogue and I love it. 
this movie was great if you love history. And I was reading that um, uh, Nolan pretty much got it right. It's condensed, obviously, the entire life for the uh, uh, biopic about uh, J. Robert Oppenheimer, the father of the atomic bomb, and what he did to make it and what had to be done in order to do this fucking thing and the ramifications of it and the uh, 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 all sorts of drama surrounding his life and who he is. It's fucking fascinating. But what an absolute pile of boredom. I'm not kidding you. If you're the type of person that is not really into that and someone convinces you to go, don't do that. Don't don't go to this if you're not a lover of Christopher Nolan movies and uh, not a lover of, like, history. Christopher Nolan is notorious for throwing... Uh, twists in the film. He did that, but not to the um, extent that he could pull off with a uh, a work of fiction. Um, he still did it. I don't know how true to form it was. The Oppenheimer family was not consulted in the making of this film, uh, but they did see it, and they said that they overall uh, like it. Because uh, Oppenheimer, J. Robert Oppenheimer, the guy, the uh, physicist who came up with everything to fucking build the bombs, um, he had a, he had two kids. One killed herself in the 70s. The other one is still alive today. He's like 85 years old. And then he has two kids who they spoke about the film. So these would be the uh, uh, grandchildren. Yes, they would be the grandchildren of Oppenheimer. Uh, I will say this about Oppenheimer. He got laid a lot. A lot of sex. Dude, totally got laid a lot. And, uh, and, And you see a lot of titties. There is a lot of uh, titties that are seen in this film. (sighs) All right. Anyway. Good. I enjoyed it. There's a lot of shit that I didn't know. Um, So then I go home and I like read about it. And I, I, I try to piece together the things that I'm not sure about. But... Um, I don't want to spoil anything. Unlike Amanda, Amanda, um, she claims she was throwing me off the trail by fucking with me several days before I saw the film, but she did, uh, reveal some key things to me that I wish she hadn't. And that's because she's a pain in the ass. She's annoying as fuck. She can't help herself. She is, oh my God. She makes Kenny like a dream come true when it comes to spoilers. Um, she absolutely uh, 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 tipped me off about a key plot scenario in it that was throughout the film. Like two-thirds of the film is uh, is concerning what she said. I, 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 in fact, it starts out, why do you call me a liar? You see, I can't even get into it with you. 
because I don't want to tip the audience off about it. Ladies and gentlemen, we're getting an appearance by E-Rock. Holy shit. Uh, A lot of people are saying that the Barbie movie is fantastic. E-Rock says at the end, Barbie snaps away 50% of the universe. E-Rock, I had a revelation occur to me that uh, I I, I definitely have on the horizon to do another show for Compound Media. I uh, appreciate you so much. It's just not going to happen this week. I'm going to be out of pocket for a portion of the week. But uh, I hope everything is is well over there at Compound Media. I will be on Who Are These Podcasts coming up in a few weeks. And I will also be at the Who Are These Podcasts Live, WATP Live, coming up in September. So if people want to go to that in Detroit at the Magic Bag, you can. Uh Corey writes, the atomic bomb is based on Einstein's theories. Corey asks if Einstein is in the film. I will tell you nothing about the film. Just watch the film. You get real history combined with a Christopher Nolan plot uh, twist. Um, Absolutely perfectly acted. Cillian Murphy is his name. That's the guy who played Scarecrow in the Batman films. And he's been in a bunch of other shit. This was fantastic. His acting is spectacular. Robert Downey Jr. is in it as well. Peaky Blinders, Cillian Murphy. By the way, Cillian? Killian? It's Killian. Nagel says Einstein is in the film. He's in one of the trailers. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, well, there you go. Um, Killian. I didn't know that. I thought that that Cillian was a stupid name. Killian makes more sense. Killian Murphy's friggin' Irish. Um, by the way, Killian Murphy, I think used to be a chick because he's got like chick features, his face. It's just my theory. What is the Peaky Blinders? I've heard that before, but I don't have any idea what that is. I don't know what the fuck you got. I've heard it, but I don't I don't have any idea what's going on in that. Uh, all right. It's a Netflix show. I'll have to watch. I will have to watch. All right. Uh, this week, plans changing quickly for your old pal EZ. Um, this was supposed to go like this. Podcast Monday and Tuesday and then call it a week. But I'm changing the game plan. First of all, my fucking brother-in-law, Mike, says to me, and I make all these plans. I actually planned on this. He says, okay, going up north with your dad. Because he lives right by my dad. I live 200 miles away from my dad. I'm going up north with your dad to your property, Eric. We will meet you up there. I go, that is great. I can't wait to see everybody. I will work Monday and Tuesday, and then I will... uh, will, uh, pre-published material on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and uh, maybe even Monday. Spend time with my father. My dad's going to be 90 in March. So, I mean, you know, this is like priority. If if word, if my dad leaves a house and wants to see people, it's all hands on deck. You'll have this at some point in your life, no doubt, or maybe you already have. 
But when you are faced with the specter of uh, the end of life, because my dad has dementia, and I, I hate to even say that, but when you have the opportunity, you can't sidestep it, you know? I mean, if he's going out and he wants to see you, you kind of like, okay, there you go. It's like that with any loved one in your family. Okay, great. Let's do it. Then uh, as I'm talking to Charity Scam Mike, he goes, hey, uh, I go, all right, I'll, I'll see you. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys. I'll, I'll see you midweek. He goes, all right, see you Thursday. I go, huh. Okay. Uh, all right, no big deal. Now, this was the original plan. Get up there Wednesday. And then on Friday, I'm going to leave because I have to officiate a wedding. Wedding is on Saturday. I go, well, that's not a lot of time to see my dad. If they're, if they've changed their plans now and didn't even warn me. Okay. So then I call my, um, cousin. I say, Hey, do I have to be at the rehearsal dinner on Friday? No. I go, okay, great. I will see you early Saturday. I'll be in town early Saturday to officiate your wedding. Okay. Awesome. So now I've got my day back, you know, with my dad. I'm talking to Charity Scam Mike, who has to bring my dad up. He goes, hey, um, okay, see you Friday. I go, what? What do you mean Friday? Well, yeah, I'm pulling my trailer up north. And uh, it's going to be a little warmer on Thursday. So I don't want to pull up the trailer on really hot weather, I want in really hot weather. I want to do it Friday. I go, well, how much hotter is it going to be Thursday than it is Friday? And he goes three degrees. I go, are you fucking kidding me? No, no, I, I don't trust my truck. So any opportunity to, so it, it, I go, oh my god, what the fuck has happened to you? So I'm like, okay, now you're going to be up there. It's our Wednesday. Now it's Thursday, then then it's Friday. So now I'm like, what do I do? So now this is what I'm doing. I'm sticking with my plan, but everything podcasting related is now changed. Do the podcast today. I do the podcast Tuesday. I wasn't going to do the podcast Wednesday. Now I am. I am doing the podcast Wednesday. And then you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pick up all this shit. I'm going to throw it in the RV. And I'm going to drive up north. And I'm going to do the podcast Thursday from up north. Fear Bunker North Studio. And then Friday, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to do it again. So what went from, it went from working two days. And I don't really call this work. I mean, I, I call it work, but it's not. It's fucking just sitting here and being an asshole. But, uh. Now I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to do the show. And uh, I'll have the best of both worlds to be able to be up there. See, the reason why I want to get up there is you got to fucking mow the lawn. You got to get the place ready for people. So I do the show Monday through Friday this week. And then Saturday I wake up, put the sides in on the RV, unplug it, leave. They're still there. Drive to Detroit. Marry my cousin. I now pronounce you man and wife. Have four dogs with me in the motorhome. 
marry them, take off my suit, get in the motorhome, drive back 200 miles Saturday night because, you know, spend Saturday night there. You got all day Sunday with my dad. And then I think I'm going to stay till Monday. So if I'm going to miss anything, it'll be Monday. But I'll still post material. I'll still post an old show or two on Patreon and the free podcast. And away we go. My God. Yeah, Wednesday sounds awesome. I can't wait to see you. Yeah, sounds good. I can't wait, man. Yeah, Thursday's going to be good. Wait, what? Yeah, Friday. I can't wait to see you. I guess I said I'm going to marry my cousin. Yeah, I am getting, I'm getting, I'm officiating the wedding, you assholes. Yes, fraudulent Wednesday back on the schedule. Camp big fraud is what we're referring to Fear Bunker North now. Aram says he should rent a truck if it's that much of a concern. Tyler says three degrees difference equals not noticeable at all. Of course not. He's an idiot. Fucking asshole. (sighs) Tyler says next thing he'll say is, I can't wait to see you on Labor Day weekend. All right, listen up. I have a recipe that I need to share with you for a new hamburger. I know that sounds ridiculous, but this is the fucking shit. Now, being that I'm a fry cook, in my spare time at Bosco's Pub with my pal Doug. I was there all this weekend. I was there Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And um, I have an idea for the Big Fraud Burger. Because they said to me, they are looking for a new burger on the menu because they've had the same burgers forever. They want to come up with a new one. Now, um, as you know, uh, HelloFresh sponsors the show. Well, they sent a meal kit And in it was a particular burger that I am going to uh, 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 steal that and make that, turn that into the big fraud. Okay? So the big fraud is this. Um, You got the hamburger. I'm not going to give you all the, spare you the gory details, but it's a hamburger with uh, sautéed mushrooms on top and then Gouda cheese on top of that. And the thing about the Gouda cheese it's got a little bit of sass to it. It's just a little bit um, nutty, not like Swiss cheese nutty. It's it's a uh, uh, sass with nut nut swat uh, nut sass. This is what I'm trying to say. It's fucking awesome. Gouda cheese is incredible. And then you toast the buns. Uh, you put like butter on them, and then you toast them on like a skillet. So they're, it's starting to uh, caramelize, but it can't be like dry. You got to put like butter on them. And then you put like a, a special horseradish sauce on the bun top. And then, oh my God. That is the big fraud. And I reached out to Dickhead 1 and Dickhead 2, Doug and Dougie. And... um I fucking, I said, this is what we got to do here. This is the new burger. This is the big fraud. So we'll see. They have to, I have to test it on them. 
Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only uh, Tim Mayer has joined us. One of my all-time favorite people on the planet. Um, I need to know you better than what I know you. I really only know you in a professional sense. Tim Mayer is the owner-operator of Shoreliners Striping. Of course, they sponsor the email, eric at ericzanejo.com on the Shoreliners Striping inbox. Tim Mayer has never enjoyed the show live until now. He was tipped off uh, to sign up, and I, I watched this take place. His guest of honor at Bosco's Pub on a Saturday. And I'm keeping that close to the vest until otherwise notified. Um, turned him on and said, you should be checking out the show on a regular basis. Chris has hired uh, Tim Mayer before to stripe a fucking soccer field. He says, my man does a great job on soccer fields. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Anyway, uh, Mayor is in here. Mayor is, um, he was the, he's the dude who had a fantastic career as an American Hockey League referee. And then uh, he actually went ahead and since he started Shoreliners, uh, committed to that full time. Now he works in a, in a, uh, as a consultant for the American Hockey League in a supervisory role. And what I love about Tim is uh, we're talking about a fucking big fish in a small pond. You got the American Hockey League. He could very well have pursued that into the National Hockey League. But he said, you know what? I got to be practical about this. That life is maybe a little bit too much for your old pal, Timmy. So I got I to gotta do something different. But this guy is uh, fucking, I mean, he, he was handpicked by the United States uh, by the Olympics to referee uh, one of the one of the most recent Winter Olympics. I forgot what year it was. Was it 18, 19? I don't know. Timmy was the uh, referee for the Winter Olympic Games. And uh, he was, um, I was actually at his last game at Van Andel Arena when, when he called it a career. And then we had an after, his mom and dad threw an after party for him. Absolutely spectacular. Love that man. Timmy Mayer, welcome. Welcome to the live stream of this show. Please make yourself comfortable. Corey says, easy, check your channel clips. I don't know if I can. I don't even know how to do that. Video producer. Clips. <laughs> okay. I think I know how to do it. I'm amazed that I pulled this off, by the way. You're going to see me here in a second. Let's see. Picture in picture easy. Okay. Corey wants us to take a listen to this. He's... <laughs> And then Saturday I wake up, put the sides in on the RV, unplug it, 
leave. They're still there. Drive to Detroit. Marry my cousin. (laughs) You asshole. Well done. (laughs) Good turnaround on that. Well done. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be on the radio today filling in for, uh, (laughs) filling in for, uh, Bill Simonson on the huge show. Bill is taking, uh, taking his vacation again. I'll be on today and tomorrow. Word on the street is that, um, we'll have Trump on sports. Trump on sports should happen in the three o'clock hour. If, uh, if Trump is around, I'm hoping he will be Trump on sports today on the huge show all across Michigan. Um, it is, uh, I, I frankly, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to talk about on that show either. Um, oh God. I always feel like I'm going to be a complete disaster on it, you know? Um, and I, I sometimes uh, get anxiety about what the fuck I'm going to talk about. But then I realize that I can sit here for two hours and if I had nothing to talk about, I actually could pull that off here. Why the fuck can't I do it for 10 to 15 minutes at a time on there with commercial breaks in between? Come on now, you fucking idiot. Get your shit together. So glad you are all here as part of the Eric Zane Show podcast. All right. What the fuck am I doing? Oh, Radio Voice Linda, I love this. She is in, uh, uh, going to be in, uh, if she isn't already, in Alabama today, Carly Russell territory. That crazy bitch who did that, help, I just got abducted, and then didn't get abducted, and then just said, well, that's my statement, and then they, like, let her off. It was so fucked up. Holy shit. I have an update on that, too. Linda is actually there. Where she is right now, she's doing something with her work. And I don't even know what the fuck she does, but she's doing something work related where she's in Birmingham slash Hoover, Alabama, where that fucking fat bitch is. Now, remember, I made this very clear. If you're fat and a lying asshole, you're fat. If you're sweet and maybe a little bit on the porky side, you're beautiful. Okay. There's a big difference. Tyler says she's a private investigator, I assume. No. All right. Uh, Saturday, I visited. Uh, I had a, some time spent with my grandkids, and oh, my God. We went to one of my new favorite places in Zeeland, Michigan. Um, these folks have uh, they've, they've built a few barns, and then they're, it's stocked with all. It's like a fucking petting zoo, and it's called the Critter Barn. And uh, they have like uh, all, you know, you got like the goats and the sheep and it's so up my alley. I am such a sucker for this shit. So I walk in there. I got my favorite people with me. I got my son. I got my daughter-in-law. I got my grandkids. I got my wife. We walk in the very first barn. There's a bunny that is as big as Darla, who isn't in here right now because she's been 
being an asshole. So same size as Bruce here behind me and Darla, because they're about the same size. I've never seen this. It's incredible. It must have been like a Flemish giant or something like that. And he's like out in the open and he's just sitting there. He could easily have jumped down, but he didn't. He just wanted you to pet him. So you walk up and we're petting him. And uh, there's actually a couple of them. And I couldn't believe how soft he was. And then Diana says the unthinkable. She says, oh my God, they should make a rug out of this. And I'm like, I look at her. I was like, you fucking sick bitch. What a fucking asshole. Why would you say that? This is a bunny. Man, I'm such a sucker for animals. And then um, they got uh, these just hatched chickens, the chicks who are fuzzy and adorable and you can pick them up and uh, you gotta, you gotta like really put some pressure on them so that they don't have the urge to like take, if you just hold them in your hand, they'll just jump out. So I had to, I'm hugging this little chick. Oh my God. It was fantastic. I loved it so much. Uh, then you wander over to the goats. They try to eat your shirt. It's a sign. Do not put a fingers in goat's mouth. What is my wife doing? She's putting her fingers in the goat's mouth. Then there's uh have you ever, uh, someone explained to me that a cow is a large dog when it comes to behavior and intelligence. I'd never heard that, but it was true because there's this female heifer, female cow. And, uh, I guess that's a heifer, right? I don't know. And, uh, she so wanted you to pet her. And so I'm petting this cow and she's got really beautiful, long eyelashes, you know, and I'm like, God damn it. This thing is fantastic. I love this. And this is, I mean, I want to eat it. I mean, I ultimately I'm going to eat a cow later on when I have that hamburger. This is so fucked up right next to it was a calf, a baby cow. And it's in like this uh, enclosure. It's like a dog house, but it can step right out. And I, I shit you not, you know, like when you call a dog, come here, it like it, will walk towards you. I did that to the cow, to the calf. And it saw me and was so delighted with that, that it came running up to me with its tail wagging. And so I'm petting the baby cow. Oh my God. It was beautiful. And then again, grief overwhelms me because we eat veal. Okay. That's what we eat. We, we just go, Hey, how you doing? Oh, well, let's go kill the baby cow now. Okay. Um, I am never going to stop eating that food. At least right now, that's how I feel. Maybe I'll change my views one day. But right now, I am uh, a, a deeply entrenched in eating these animals. I, without batting an eye, will eat veal. And I will without, without a batting an eye, will eat uh, steak. But to me, the idea of working in a facility that processes these, these things... Uh, these animals, I can't imagine, um, you know, that's pretty much serial killer shit here. If you work in any type of, uh, uh, whether it be chickens or pigs or what, I don't give a fuck what it is. Um, you're a sick and you, it has to crush your soul, right? How are you able to do that kind of work? Compartmentalize that. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know how you do it. My God, like Chris in Minnesota, when he was, we'd have him on, on the Zooms occasionally. I'm, I'm guessing I haven't heard from him in a while. He probably took out his family by now. Uh, that That's what he did. 
I don't think he does that anymore. He's, like I said, he's probably wasted everybody and shot himself, and we just haven't heard the story. Oh, my God. Jesus. What a time. Then we left, and I felt sad. Fuck. Tyler says people who work in slaughterhouses are maniacs. And he said he was just thinking the same thing. Uh, Kenny says I would never want to pet my food. They're so fantastic. So that was part of the day on Saturday. Now listen, it all comes together because after, afterwards, we went to get ice cream. Did I have any? Fuck no. Fuck no. But that was it. That was the only discretion I had on the weekend. On Saturday and Sunday, I had three creamsicles and one bowl of ice cream. What the fuck? <sighs> Shit. All right, back to the drawing board today. And I will say this. Last night, I was laying in bed and there was a digestive issue. I'm not going to go. I, I, I'm not going to gross you out. But all I know is that uh, for extended time at like two in the morning, I was not laying down. I was in a seated position. And I, and why, Kate, you remember when you like you would get drunk, and then you'd throw up, and you'd say, "I'm never gonna drink again." Okay. When that moment happened last night, I'm like, "Fucking a, man." This is happening because of my decisions earlier. I don't eat fruits and vegetables. I don't eat in moderation. I eat shit. I'm a fucking idiot. I am never going to do this again. What the hell is going on here? This is such a problem with me right now. Um... So that's kind of like the basis for a lot of what I'm talking today. New, different size shirts, everything. Corey writes, eats shit, marries his cousin. What a mess. So true. Okay. Uh, for you folks that are watching the show on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, my sympathies that you because you are watching this. But uh, if you want the rest of the show, you got to do like my man, Tim Mayer, and sign up on Twitch. And watch it via your phone or your desktop. You can either download the Twitch app. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Or you can head over to Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live on your desktop. So download the Twitch app and then just search Eric Zane Live or just on your desktop. You can do it too. Thank you so much. And the audio podcast is always waiting there for you. Wherever you download shows, just search Eric Zane Show it will pop up and then download to your heart's content. I would appreciate it if you would subscribe. I have a Patreon too with a ton of extra content. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Try it free for seven days. Included in, included in that uh, seven-day free trial is the latest edition of Who Are These Free Beers? Where Ben and I review the world-famous free beer and hot wing show. 
and the uh, fun stylings of that crew. Not to mention who are these Justins and uh, who are these Zanes as well. All clip shows for you to check out on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. All right. Just said goodbye to my friends on those platforms, except for you on Twitch. Bilber once said it is about breaking the habit of sweet, salty foods to healthy. It takes a few weeks, but the craving goes away. You know, it's rough. You know, it's rough when we're looking towards a ginger freckle faced bitch titted comedian for uh, uh, eating advice. That's when you know you're at the bottom of the barrel. My God. I'll tell you this. My face has got is actually morphing, and you would have to go back a number of years to be able to see it, but um, these lines here, I, ta- I referenced them earlier. The weight of my cheeks is pulling down and creating like these giblets, okay, along my jawline. And it uh, it's really bugging me. God damn it. I got to turn this shit around. Kenny says he's trying. Protein shakes and breakfast smoothies are and small portion dinners in the evening the rest of the week, plus some yoga and treadmill time. That's the plan at least. Yeah, I'm, I I do that. Too. I I'm glad you are. Uh, I I it's it's to me it's I keep fucking doing the hot and cold, hot and cold. Fuck. Good luck, buddy. Keep it up. Keep it up. I like your approach, Kenny. You're having some success. It sounds like to me, you're winning. Now, your approach is so much better than Amanda. Amanda is just fucking being a pussy. Oh, it's hard. I can't. Shut up. This is what you like. You like it when I yell at you. Oh, things are hard. I just can't do it. Because I'm a fat fuck. And I like to eat shit. Yeah, try. If you took the effort that it takes you to type that, convert that to actually trying today, and you'll be much better off. Uh, Corey says 80% healthy. 100% healthy will just make you quit. 80-20, a lot of trainers say is the best mix. 80% eating healthy and then 20% eating whatever the fuck you want. Jimmy says, wear a paper bag on your head, dick. Um, Chris suggests half marathon in October to help. No, those days I think are are gone. I can barely walk. I'm still trying to strengthen my knee. I'm not kidding you. Um, Walking is, is painful still. Not as bad as it was since I started uh, treating it with Rick's suggestion about the knees over toes guy. But like when I'm on my feet on um, at Bosco's, my knee starts to ache a little bit. So then I, I go into the back room 
and I do some knees over toes speed squats, and then it feels it feels great. Can you bike? Uh, I haven't tried, but I doubt it because the flexing of the knee when I bike, um, I, I've got so much shit flapping around in there, and and there's still uh, a swelling obstru- uh, affecting my range of motion. No, it and it's still painful to actually bend it like that. So I don't think so. And I I would rather just walk. Walking I can do. I have not yet gotten in the pool, but I could. Um, I think that would work. Uh, Ryan writes, easy is still a skinny dude. If your health is deteriorating this much with just a few pounds, your outlook of making it alive onto my 600-pound life is not good. (laughs) All right. Enough. Enough, easy. Enough about how fat you are. The open and live stream of this show brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids, Hybrid, and EV, 616-532-6600. I love them so much. If your vehicle is in need of service, maybe it's preventative maintenance, scheduled, whatever, or it's a disaster, something something is wrong with the car, uh, reach out to Irvine's today, right in the middle of Grand Rapids, along 44th Street, just a couple blocks east of 131 is the side street known as Stafford. Uh, 616-532-6600. That's 616-532-6600. They have free loaner cars so that you don't have to worry about anybody carting you around while your vehicle is being repaired. Irvine, 616-532-6600. I have a couple of lying bitches in the news. One of them is Carly Russell. Okay. So for those who don't know, real quick, one minute synopsis. On a Thursday, word goes out, this woman was abducted. She called 911, said there's a little toddler on the side of this busy freeway, and I'm 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 with the toddler. Help. Next thing you know, the phone goes dead and uh, she's, she's abducted. And then we don't know where she is. So everybody's like a manhunt. She's gone for days. Uh, she shows up at her mom and dad's house. Uh, ring cam video around. says she didn't look like she was in a rush to get home. Knocks on the door and says, yeah, some guy with orange hair picked me up. And that's the most hardest. That's a, the hardest thing to believe because she weighs like 400 pounds. Picked me up and threw me in the back of a truck. Holy shit. And then, uh, yeah, there was a baby and a guy with white guy with orange hair and balding. And oh my God, uh, this all happened. And then, uh, we, we, the cops aren't buying it. They do internet search. They find out what she searched online. She's searching, uh, how to disappear the movie taken, uh, how to get an abortion. Where can I get an abortion and all sorts of fucking weirdo shit. And then she, she clams up. Cops say, well, we want to talk to you some more. I can't. I already made my statement. That's all I have to say. If you can't find my abductor, that's your problem. And then that's it. Okay. So remember I said to you that um, if there's nothing more that they can do to this chick and they can't prove 100% that she's lying, uh, all right, that's one thing. But she is going to pay the price on this. I can promise you this is going to backfire on her if it hasn't already. The mom and dad were on like... uh, 
on the Today Show saying, uh, oh, my God, yes, this is all true. We can't talk about the case, though. I was like, wait a minute. So the people in the public in uh, Birmingham, Hoover, Alabama, are like, well, what, what, hold on a second. If there's a kidnapper, we got to know who this is. Who is we, we can, are we in danger? No. The cops said there's no such thing as a kidnapper. We haven't found any proof of a kidnapper. Holy shit. This crazy bitch was working at like a fucking day spa. Well, she got fired from the day spa. So this is beginning to, uh, it's starting to, it's day of reckoning for Carly Russell. Okay, and that's where the adventure started because apparently she stole a robe from the day spa and some toilet paper at the start of her adventure where she made all this shit up. Uh, Yes, they have fired her, according to Radar Online. The owner of the spa is a dude named Stuart Rome. Now, this is going to be weird. I can promise you this is going to happen too. She's going, he's a white dude. Carly Russell is black, and I can promise you there's going to be a uh, there's going to be a race card played about her being fired from there. Now, if they say, "Well, you stole the robe, so that's why we're firing you," they might be able to pull it off. But um, this has an opportunity to turn into one of those weirdo uh, uh, race things that everybody kind of jumps on board and says. But I I can't imagine it happening with this bitch. Because even the black community doesn't doesn't believe her. Remember the uh, 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 Juicy Smoulier bit from Dave Chappelle? What they don't know is that the black uh, community was supporting him by not commenting what we weren't saying. <laughs> or whatever the fuck it was. I ruined that. Um, yeah, she's done. The owner, Stuart Rome, confirmed that she has been fired. Her disappearance and subsequent return, accompanied by a story of kidnapping and captivity, has left her former colleagues reeling with shock and anger. The spa employees were devastated upon hearing about the abduction, the purported abduction. They did everything in their power to help bring her home. They're fucking putting signs up everywhere. They're leading search parties. We got to find Carly, and this lying bitch did not do shit. Or nothing happened to her. Rome, cl- Rome claimed that his staff had to juggle their regular work duties while searching for their missing co-worker. He said it was really devastating for them thinking that Carly was abducted. My God. The initial concern expressed by her co-workers quickly turned to anger as more questionable details emerged. Rome expressed their, frustra- Rome expressed their frustration stating... As the information came out, there were some questionable things. We've been a little pissed off, mainly because so many people took so much time out to search. Uh, The spa's also been facing backlash on social media. That's not right. Come on now. With negative comments and one-star reviews flooding in due to their association with Russell. What is that called again? Free market choices? Free market commerce? What is, what is that term again that was coined on this show by What's-Her-Face? Free market solutions? Is that it? Oh, my God. Uh, Rome said they spent the last day battling to get these comments and reviews deleted as they had to shut down the comment section on their Instagram and Facebook pages. I don't understand that. I mean, I could understand people being pissed off at me and trying to make free market solutions. 
this I don't understand. The 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 spa didn't do anything to uh, support her. I mean, come on. I mean, they were when they believed she was missing, they tried to help her. If anything, you should be supporting them. Uh, this has adversely affected their marketing efforts. They are now focused on keeping their doors open amidst the controversy. Yeah, they should lean into it. And then um, now that they fired her, they can try to like say, hey, we're still open. Please help us. We know that she's a lying bitch. No one believes this bitch. All right. We've got another lying asshole in the news. Uh, Tyler says, Linda, you should go undercover and make an appointment at the spa and see what dirt you can dig up from the employees. God, that'd be so awkward. Ryan says, Al Sharpton is in route. No word on if he or the black community are going to stand behind crazy bitch. I don't believe that. That's got to be a joke. Digging deeper, Chief Zane Show correspondent Linda gets day spawned. It'd be like a, a old school uh, a Saint Gaslight producer Joe bit. We'd have you wired up for sound. Okay, 1.08 billion with a B dollars was won in the Powerball jackpot. Jackpot. I said jackbot. I think I saw that after the taxes, it's like less than $500,000. That's sickening. I mean, think about... uh, all of the taxes and, uh, you know, from lotteries in general, how much money is raised for the government. It's incredible. Uh, so whoever won that is sitting on just less than uh, $500,000. I have some video for you. This is the winner of the person who won the lottery. Now, if you know the end of this story, please don't tip anybody off. Here you go. This is the video of the lady when she finds out she won. And this is the store that she won it at. Okay. And um, not only that, but the store gets a million dollars. All right. So whoever won this, uh, if you win it at that store, the store gets a million. I heard that the owner was like planning to take a vacation with his family. Why is this woman overcome with emotion? Does she hold the winning Powerball ticket worth more than $1 billion? Hey, wait, wait, wait. Can we talk to you for just a second? Hey, wait a second. Hang on. We Honey, I can't. I'm scared. I'm Are you go, sure? Go. Are you sure? Whatever the case, the California lottery says it won't know the winner until that person comes forward to claim the prize. We do know the magical piece of paper was sold at Las Palmitas Mini Market in downtown Los Angeles. 
The owners are also winners, set to receive a bonus of $1 million from the state lottery. Okay, so that's true. These guys did get, the ticket was sold there no matter what. Okay, so somebody wanted this chick. She wanted, okay, whatever. Oh, a little vacation. A little vacation. <laughs> and when we see the cameras and see a lot of news here, I was like, oh my God, what's going on outside? So that's when we realized that it was true, you know? That's the bonus that they win just for selling the winning ticket. So it's the biggest bonus we hand out to our retailers when we have a top prize of this size. And of course, we already mentioned that lucky player unknown to us to date. $1.08 billion. $1.08. So that we saw the chick who won it. Billion dollars. Several states participate in Powerball, but only one ticket in the entire country matched all six numbers drawn Wednesday night. The winner has the option of choosing one lump sum of about $560 million before. Hey, what's up? It's your pal EZ with another amazing partner for the Eric Zane Show podcast, the Eufy Video Lock. Oh my gosh, smart lock, 2K cam and doorbell, three in one, triple security. You got everything in one device, all right? Rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app that it's going to work okay in that app and oh my God, this is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. And you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes. They walk up to the door. They punch it in. The door unlocks. In they go. And, of course, it's a video camera. So it's all there. You can see who shows up at your door. This is fantastic. We live in a golden age for home security. And the Eufy video lock is the top of the heap. Okay, you can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information. This thing is easy to install. The setup, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling or anything like that. All the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate, I don't know what it is, super lithium whatever that keeps this thing powered for a long long time no monthly fee on this unlike other brands that do that they just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee i love the eufy video lock get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock e-u-f-y official.com slash video lock federal taxes the california lottery says its sole mission is to raise money for public schools for every Powerball ticket sold in the Golden State, 80 cents goes toward public education. Some winners we know about for sure with 100% certainty today are public school students in California. Thanks to this jackpot that grew for 39 different draws, a roll of 39 draws. The California Lottery raised nearly $80 million for public schools just from this one game, just from the last three months. Okay, so we saw that lady freaking out. She won the big prize. We don't know who she is. In fact, ladies and gentlemen, it's not her at all. She was lying. She, quote, just wanted to be on TV. We don't know who won the goddamn prize. This sick bitch just freaked out on TV. 
just enacted just so she could be uh everybody could go holy shit you won i'm so happy for you she didn't win this chick did not win the fucking lottery (laughs) someone did they don't know who oh my god woman was accused of lying uh, the granddaughter of the store told the, uh, said the winner had not come forward. Oh my God. I'm not sure why she did that. I guess she just wanted to be on TV. Owner of the store said Palacios, something Palacios, California lottery, blah, blah, blah. Video showed unidentified woman entering the downtown store on Friday. The woman began crying. You know, that would be a fun radio stunt. Okay. Find out where the ticket was. One, everybody's crowding out there. And then we could send St. Gaslight uh, down there and have him just go, oh my God, that would be hilarious. In the video, the woman could be heard saying, I'm scared right now. I'm so scared. She hugged people in the store before adding, I need to find him and fleeing. Herrera, uh, who said he wasn't aware that his store had sold the winning ticket until he arrived there Thursday, told the outlet he thought the woman's claim was fake because he didn't recognize her. But that store was, in fact, where it was sold. So they're all set. Jimmy says, was it Kali Russell? I got to do Jimmy always in that main accent. By the way, Jimmy, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Portland, Portland, Maine is one of the smartest, most educated uh, areas in the country. A new study just came out. 2023's most and least educated cities in America. Uh, Portland, Maine comes in at 12. Number 12 of most educated cities in America. That's pretty great. Number one, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Most educated city in America. Top five, San Jose, D.C., San Francisco, Madison, Wisconsin, the Hillbillies, Durham, Chapel Hill, North Carolina, kind of Hillbillies. It's pretty bougie there. Uh, Boston, Raleigh, North Carolina, Seattle, Washington, Austin, Texas, Denver, Portland, Bridgeport, Connecticut, Provo, Utah, Princeton, Trenton, New Jersey. Portland, Oregon is 16. Colorado Springs, 17. Albany, New York, believe it or not, 18. Uh, Bottom of the list, Cedar Springs, Michigan, the very bottom. Tied with Coopersville, Michigan, for the very bottom. Tied with Lake Odessa, Michigan, and Saranac, Michigan, for the very bottom. And other communities where former Zaniacs live. Some of that may be true. May be true. It also could be Visalia, California is the, uh, is the least educated. Actually, a lot of them are Texas and California. Brownsville, McAllen, Texas, Bakersfield, California, Modesto, Stockton, Beaumont, Texas, Corpus Christi, Texas, Salinas, California, Fresno, California, Ocala, Florida, all stupid, stupid communities. Youngstown, Ohio, stupid. You can base these on the area Walmarts. You don't need to actually do the uh, 
you know, polls as to who's educated, who's completed a college degree or gotten a college degree or whatnot. You just need to go to the Walmart. I imagine, because I've been to uh, some of these Walmarts and they're a fucking disaster. The Youngstown Warren, Ohio uh, uh, Walmart is one of the worst places. My God, the birth defects on display there from the inbreeding, incredible. You go to the Walmart in any one of these uh, uh, low-end communities, and on this list, and it's going to be really ugly. Uh, the in the top communities, they don't even have WalMarts. Holy shit! Okay, don't go anywhere. Your old pal EZ needs to go tinkle. Corey says Portland doesn't even have a Walmart. He's backing up what I just said. You have to drive to Scarborough. Oh yeah, I know that. If you are a well-to-do, educated community like Portland, Maine, uh, no, you don't put a Walmart in there. That's where fucking degenerates and losers like I, Sorry, like I go. Okay, hold tight, I'll be back. A couple comments about uh, beautiful Portland, Maine. It is fantastic. Visited there a couple times back in the old radio days. Those were always great. Well, no, I take it back. Um, the live shows, I hated the idea of being away for that amount of time. And here's the problem with the live shows on free beer and hot wings, pulling back the curtain a little bit. Um, those morons leave so much fucking money on the table. It was always a goddamn ordeal and an incredible expense to get from point A to point B. These radio stations already pay next to nothing to put the show on the air. So then there's the idea of, all right, let's go do a show live. All right, uh, what do we get out of it? Uh, Nothing. We make the radio station happy so that they don't fire us. That's not bargaining. We used to charge a talent fee, you know, for our time and energy. They'd pay for the plane ticket and the hotel and all that shit. And then we'd make like a thousand bucks each for the weekend, which is a goddamn bargain. Each guy would make a thousand bucks and then they would sell appearances. So we'd get there on like Friday and then we'd go over to like uh, uh, Bucky's bar for three hours and Bucky's bar would pay to have us there. And then Saturday we get up at 10 AM and do uh, breakfast at Duncan with the free and hot wing show. And Duncan pays the radio station, a bunch of cash. And then the same thing happens uh, for the lunch rush at uh, uh, Rhino's fucking bar and grill. Uh, and then we, we do the evening. It's fucking money generating. Like you wouldn't believe. Zero dollars. I'm not kidding you. Zero dollars. Peter Kosan, that fucking greasy son of a bitch. Hey, yeah, you're going to have to uh, cut out your talent fees if you want to keep the sponsors happy. No talent fees. What? Fuck you, you fucking fuck. No. So then uh, that's out. We lose that. And I'm not kidding you. These radio stations um, don't like pay to have the show. Like in my last few years there, 
um, radio stations. Like we put on a radio station, these small ass towns. That's why you'll notice that they always get put on in these small ass towns because those are barter deals. Uh, the, the actually putting the radio show on the air doesn't cost the radio station anything. They give Peter Kosan the ability to sell ads, like three ads an hour, which he then sells to Coke, Pepsi, whatever the fuck. And then that's how the money is made. And it's all right, but not that good. Um, you're supposed to make a, um, a, uh, a fee for putting the, because that's when we started like New Jersey, New Jersey paid us a hundred thousand dollars a year. So we were working in Grand Rapids making a great salary. And then Jersey gave us a hundred thousand dollars to divide three ways. Uh, we're not doing any more work. It was fucking great. So immediately we started to build the money-making machine. Like, fuck, this is great, man. We're going to get fucking rich as shit. And then Kosan took over and that all went out the window. So when Greg sits there and gloats about adding a goddamn radio station, He's not making one red cent for actually the product on the air. He's only making money when they sell like, you know, a goddamn uh, a car ad uh, for that radio station. It's a fucking scam. And the talent gets fucked right in the butt. They should be making about five or six million dollars a year. They make about 500,000. Still great, but they've destroyed the model uh, for how a syndication can be lucrative. Those days are gone. So we used to go to these fucking uh, 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 tours like all summer long. Hey, where are you going? This we're going to New Jersey. Yeah, we're going to. And it would cost us money because Eric Greg Chris with this, with the actual Danny Hunchback business, which is the most poorly run thing I've ever seen in my entire life. The accounting in that shit show uh, by Greg is a disaster. We would go and we'd have to pay for parking at the airport, bag fees at the airport, food while we're there. So we're looking at about $1,000 out of our pocket to travel to another fucking town. And they're making money on us. That's the business model. We're talking thousands of dollars a year. Then there's the dumber than Zane cash. For a while, it was paid for by cat footwear. We didn't have to front the prize. Well, then that dried up, and then we never got anybody to, to to pay for it. So that's out of our pocket. So it was $500 a week times 52. How much money is that? That's uh, 52000 divided by two, right? Which is $26,000. I should have known that. So that was out of our pocket. We paid for all of that out of our pocket. We paid for all the travel and expenses that went with it. Uh, we made zero money on the radio stations. There was um, one radio station in uh, Rochester, Minnesota. I think they paid us $5,000 as a talent fee to be on the air. But we would only get 51% of that. Peter would get 49% of that fee. We used to get 100% of the fee when Peter was not in charge. So $5,000 times 0.51 
That's 2550 divided three ways. Eric, Greg, Chris divided three ways. So to be on the air in Rochester, Minnesota, we made, okay, 850 a year divided by uh, 52. I would make $16.34 before taxes from being on the air in Rochester, Minnesota. And we were in a very, very high tax bracket at the time when Obama was in charge. So I'm just going to take 50% off of that, maybe more. I would make about $8 in my pocket for being on the air in Rochester, Minnesota. What the fuck? So what value did this Peter guy add that he ran, that he can command about half of your money? It's a great question. He, like I said, he, the trade-off was talent fees go away, but he maintained that you're going to make it up in number of stations and advertising he would, he would put on the air. That's how you make your money. And to me, I was like, mm, boy, it sounds like six of one, a half dozen of the other. So, okay, we have 30 affiliates prior to Peter in which we make all of the money and station fees and talent fees when we travel. Or we split it with Peter. He gives it, we get 20 stations out of the deal, but we lose money, but make it up on the back end. You know? Weird. So I, I guess it just, do you want the prestige of all those stations or do you actually want to make money? Uh, Ryan says it all makes sense. They wanted you out, so they only had to divide it by two instead of three. Of course. They wanted the extra $8. Ashley says it gets worse. Then they start shipping liability gaslight around the country. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, the uh, multi-talented, one of the sweetest people on the planet, Gina R. in New Jersey could attest to that. She could sue Peter. Occasionally on this show, uh, we fall into these pull back the curtain moments. Maureen says, I love your behind the curtain story. So interesting. And then she says, Peter sounds like a cockhead. He's got a great uh, business sense, but I think he got the, the, uh, the, the better end of the deal. I really do. <clears throat> the get slapped by Joe tour. <clears throat> Allegedly. Uh, Ryan says he loves behind the curtain stories as well. Who was the short guy from Maine? I think he was a radio or station manager. You guys used to make fun of all the time. We used to make fun of him, but I'm telling you that is one of my favorite people on the planet. Pat Collins. Oh, this dude. I still talk to him to this day. We're very close. And uh, we have conversations about how shitty that show now is and the great fun we had when we were all together. This guy was a 
dynamo. I will never forget Eric, Greg, and Chris uh, moved to New Jersey. We don't know whether we're coming or going. We've, uh, we, we have, we're very unsure about our careers, okay? And we stumble upon this little fucking horse jockey, Pat Collins. He, does, he is running 105.7 The Hawk. 105.7 The Hawk is has a, a, a radio tower, but no actual building where there's employees. It was COVID work schedule without COVID. Everybody's selling airtime on the radio station. Rob Fulmer, Pat Collins, I uh, forget who else, Eric, Greg, Chris, and uh, Jim Spector was the other fucker. He was a program director. I love him, but he's a pain in the ass. Um, Pat Collins makes us feel like we are in market number one. Just an absolute dynamo. And uh, boy, those were some great fucking days. I remember because we didn't we didn't know anything about New Jersey. And they treated us like absolutely. They treated us like we were Howard, like Howard Stern, each of us. We're like, holy shit, this guy's great. We love him. And that, uh, and then that continued because Pat made the uh, hike up to Portland, Maine. And the same thing, man. When we visited Portland, Maine, Pat, oh, just rolled out the red carpet. And he really worked hard to make sure that everything was in order the way it had to be. And uh, uh, of all of the times we did those shows, um, he set the standard. Okay, uh, if for just working with the audience, making sure the audience was all set with what they needed to have fun, and then uh, he just had—I don't know—just every all the uh, all the particular details were taken care of because of Pat Collins. He got out of the game; he's not in it anymore. Uh, Aram says, "I remember the email Pat sent that Eric got offended by." Quote: "I don't know why you guys are as successful as you are." I don't know why or how. Uh, yeah, he said something, and it was, to me, a backhanded compliment, and I got all pissed off. I was like, Pat, what the fuck does that even mean? Yeah, you got to be careful with me. <laughs> you never know when I'm going to blow up at you. What the fuck? All right. Boy, I love going down those roads, too. Those are fun. If only I had an opportunity to make new radio memories. All right. Thank you to my friends at A&E Heating and Cooling. Joe Martinez is uh, making sure that everybody's AC is working great during the warm months. It'll be very warm around here in West Michigan this week. 616-516-8579. Uh, if you have any issues, you can call upon Joe. He can take care of you, preferably during business hours. If you do do it after hours, it's going to cost you. You don't want that. If you can hold out till uh, regular hours, that would be great. Uh, but if you need a tune-up, and I can't stress this enough, if it's been more than a year and you have not had your AC for your home, your central air looked at, you you definitely need to do that. 616-516-8579 so that that machinery can be running uh, strong and efficient. Like when Joe uh, does his magic on ours, I mean, it, uh, there was a time when I didn't do that. 
And that thing barely worked. It barely cooled the house. And now it fucking is spitting ice cubes. And my unit, my AC unit, not the unit between my legs, is old. And he says to me, he goes, you know, this isn't going to last forever, but I got it. I got it working very efficiently and very strong. I go, you're not kidding. Fucking place is cold. 616-516-8579 for A&E heating and cooling. Uh, Also, if you're in the market for getting a mortgage, like you're getting ready to buy a home. Okay. um, Yeah, you got to get pre-approved. And there's only one person that you should call from anywhere in the U.S. Number one in America for a reason. And they're my sponsor. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Now with locations throughout the United States. 231-332-6505. NMLS number 3035. They can get you into your mortgage, whether it's your first or if you've done this many times in the past. Or if you've lived in your home for a while and just want to get some cash out of the home for whatever, an emergency, medical bill, want to take a vacation, home improvement, pay off a credit card. Do that with Mario today. Call, mention EZ, 231-332-6505. For the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. All right, where am I going now? I don't even know. I haven't yet seen this video. Maybe I can see this video. Did you guys see that Twitter is losing the bird? Uh, You know, what do you call it? The icon, the brand. Um, Elon Musk doesn't like it. So he is changing it. Right now, it's just an X. That's like a placeholder. It's going to be a new logo for Twitter. I don't know why you do that, though. I mean, that's not really going to do anything. All it's going to do is uh, it's changing the brand. All right. I have a horrible story that I need to share with you, and it comes on the heels of a lot of horrible behavior by tourists in faraway places. Uh, There's been stories about how, uh, like on the uh, uh, ancient Roman Colosseum, there's been some uh, tourists that have been engraving their names on the side of that thing, which is ridiculous. Uh, But this one is, is the worst, and there's video. Now, I'm not just going to spring the video on you because some of you can't handle this video. Uh, I just know it. I mean, because just because you're human beings, you know, uh, Mallorca. I don't know where Mallorca is. Uh, that's a, okay. I do know that is a Spanish Island country of Spain. There's an Island called Mallorca and some guy had a little bit too much to drink. And he was laying down, and, uh, well, that's where the trouble started. Because another person, another tourist, hang on, O'Neal's having a dream. Okay. And it just stopped. Okay, never mind. I thought we were going to hear O'Neal. This guy, uh, he goes and walks up to the guy. And drops his shorts and takes his shit on his face in broad daylight. And we're going to see it all. We're going to see this guy walk up to this dude 
drop his pants and take a shit on his face. Raise your hand. Okay, you know what? I'm going to actually pull the audience. There's 42 people in here, and based on the votes, I will go with the uh, majority. If they, if you say, if enough people, if more people say don't than do, then I won't. But if you say yes, and enough people say yes, indicate on the chat, I will show this guy take a big shit. And you see the shit leave his asshole and go right plop on his face. If there is anyone disputing this, speak now or forever hold his hold your peace. I have zero no votes at this point. Corey says, we don't have a problem, but I think Twitch might. Well, don't tell him. All right, I'm not going to do it. Corey makes a good point. But I will link it up for you to see. Corey, I appreciate your pragmatic approach to this. I thought I had it. I don't. Okay. Copy and paste. You guys can watch it on your own. I can't seem to be able to do it. The fuck? Copy. I will definitely put it in the show notes. I just sent it along on the chat. You can look at it there. Kenny says, damn it, Corey. Yeah. I don't I don't want to get in trouble with the boss. There, I do have a boss. I mean, if you do something uh, on Twitch that's inappropriate and the right person sees it and reports it, you're fucked. So I, I would have to believe. Thank you, Corey. Don't let them just, you know. That was a good move on your part. Yeah, if someone saw me posting uh, some guy taking a shit on another guy, I'm guessing that would violate some type of standard on here. It's bad enough that I, I, I tell people to fuck off all the time. That's all I do. Hell, I talked about a seven-year-old eating a vagina. No, that's not what I said. What I said was... I hope one day grandma walks in on that kid eating a vagina. I didn't say when. Kenny has seen it. I have not seen it. I'm going to watch it as you guys watch it. All right. Oh, yeah. He just, he totally shit on him. Wow. Oh, he does it more than once. He took a shit right on the guy's face. Oh, no. Uh, What the fuck? 
You don't actually see the guy's face when he does it. Okay? It's just bad. That is horrible. What type of animal are you? What do you think is more more of an animal? A person who murders uh, a baby cow for a living or someone who takes a shit on someone's face? Aram says, were they friends or strangers? Don't know. Don't know. The Spanish island of Mallorca is reeling from a video that appears to show a tourist defecating on a sleeping man in Playa de Palma, according to local news outlets. The entire encounter appears to have happened in broad daylight. Unclear when. It was captioned in Dutch. 2.6 million views. Uh, this is the famous Dutch tourism, which usually arrives from August 1st uh, of the 31st. Elaine Carbonell said this is happening within the urban area of Arena One. They've gone out of control, heavily intoxicated, drugged, and filled with brutal aggression. My God. That is, uh, that's rough. Really, really rough. Yeah, I can't say that I've ever taken a shit on anyone's face. Nope. Nope. To think that there's people who that's like their their kink. And you know how you hear people say the term, yeah, I'm not going to kink shame you. Kink she I think it's okay to kink shame someone who either wants to have sh- people shit on them or have someone or, or to, to take a shit on them. My God. Can you imagine meeting the love of your life? Like if I was dating Diana back in 1989 and, uh, you know, we're well into the relationship. We've made sweet, passionate love numerous times. And we are in love. I am going to marry her. And if she said, look, I need you to shit in my mouth. From now on, anytime you take a dump, my mouth needs to be the toilet. Going forward, if we are to continue the relationship, that is what has to happen. Um, and then, you know, so basically we're going to 69 and you do that. Um, I think that I would leave. I think I would have to end the, I, there's no, in fact, I know I would, there's no, in fact, if Diana walked in here right now and said, going forward, this is how you're going to go to the bathroom. I would say, well, then we're going to have to get divorced. There's no way, right? I don't understand what's going on with Corey because this is the guy who pragmatically advised me not to show that terrible video. And now he's suggesting that I watch the internet classic two girls, one cup. Tyler indicates the same scenario or talks about the same scenario. He says, if my lovely wife said, I want to try something new. Can you drop a hot pile right in the middle of my chest? I'm immediately leaving, leaving. 
Why can't I read? Corey says he's being sarcastic. I got you. Crazy Ashley says that Gaslight had a few of those kinks. I know of one of those kinks. And I am going to reveal it right now if Ashley gives me the thumbs up. Because I know this kink. And I will tell it if Ashley gives me permission to tell it. Okay, she did. So, Ashley used to date a guy um, who may or may not be known as Joe. And uh, Ashley, from time to time, would find herself, Linda says, do it on Patreon. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. I love that idea. Right when I was about to tell it, I am going to tell Ashley at one point in time had a fucking boyfriend who used to make him do something ridiculous. And you must sign up for a free seven-day trial to hear this goddamn kink. Okay? Thank you, Linda. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Seven days free to hear this intense, intense kink. And the thing is, Ashley's involved... So she had to do something to this old boyfriend. (laughs) It's incredible. The Eric Zane Show podcast would like to remind you this is a work of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents either are products of Eric Zane's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events, locales, or persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. Linda is getting a nomination for asshole of the day. All right. Well, the Patreon will start in a little bit and we will discuss whether it be the first thing we talk about. I will post when I'm going live so that you know. Tyler says, please tell me there is a solid start time today that I can plan on 11. Um, Actually earlier, because I have an appointment at noon today. But I can't say for sure. I'm guessing 1040, maybe-ish. I'll let you know. Eric, uh, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Uh, Kenny says, can you call Ashley and let her tell the story? Um, well, you got to understand. No, because Ashley's, she's, no one tells a story better than me. I am the best at telling that story. I'm the best at telling any story. In fact, 
if I'm talking and I'm with people, no one's listening to anyone else. I am the best. She's done enough. Trust me. She has done enough. So Ashley had a boyfriend. We are going to talk about this boyfriend and what Ashley had was involved in this kink. So no, I'm not going to subject her to that. You see, you got to keep a little uh, a, a, a wall. Leave something to the imagination. And if I don't leave this to the imagination, it probably would embarrass her. So I'm going to tell you this story. And if at any point you see Ashley in the wild, because she has not discussed it, you will not cross that wall. You can't. Ryan says, plus we need theater of the mind. We can have first person accounts of this shit. And I want you to know this. I know for a fact, actually, I don't know for a fact, but I was told this initially by Ashley. And I think she told it to me, hoping that if not like the next day, eventually this would surface. I think that there was a method to her madness. I think I was informed of this, not because she wanted to just tell me something that it, well, actually was quite embarrassing. Uh, there was a method to her madness. She says, no, I was just hoping you'd say it was normal, actually. Not at all malicious. I was disturbed as fuck. Okay, well, there you go. I thought I was told that in the hopes that one day I would tell this story. True, I did. I did want to tell it. But the time had to be right. And since we're just talking about someone uh, getting, uh, uh, someone taking a shit on someone, someone as a, as a, as a kink, uh, it makes sense. And apparently I had told Ashley, uh, no, that is absolutely not normal. At least I don't think. We will break that down today. All right. I'm excited. Uh, Blake Shelton was somehow dragged into the Jason Aldean, uh, I want to lynch black people song. That's that new song by Jason Aldean when he does it in front of that place where they murdered Uh, the black guy in 1927. I talked about it last week. That that song, uh, Jason Aldean, in his um, uh, expressing himself, trying to defend himself all last week about that fucking song, he said, yeah, you know what? It's been out since May. I don't know what the big deal is. Well, yeah, the song's been out since May, but the video hasn't been out since May. And it doesn't matter even if it was. If, if it takes people a while to get around to it, so what? That's how these things work. So this fucking idiot is out in front of the place where they murdered a black guy and these civil rights riots took place in the 1940s in some shithole town in Tennessee. He does this big, gigantic, grand fucking set in front of that courthouse video with all these images of 
uh, 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 people that are uh, rioting in the streets after George Floyd was murdered. And now you try that in small town, we'll beat the fuck out of you. We'll string you up here like we did that one black guy back in 1927. Fuck you fucking asshole. Look, that is bullshit because that video, a lot of the video that's on in that video that they use of people rioting and shit doesn't even happen in America. Okay. Uh, ridiculous. And, uh, so no. And now Jason Aldean says that was all, that was all real footage that happened. Okay. You're going to try that in a small town. We're going to beat the fuck out of you. So I like to call it Jason Aldean's pro lynching song. And he's been getting tons of shit. CMT canceled it. And now all the right people, all the people on the far right are, uh, are rallying around him. And uh, they they fucking love this guy because this is all, again, part of the culture war that we are in. By the way, I got an update on the recall of Lucy Ebel from Joe Spaulding. Um, I should probably just call Joe right now. You know how it is on this show. I just call people. Joe Spaulding in uh, Ottawa County is one of the people that is uh, trying to recall Lucy Ebel. I'll get back to my story in a second. You know me, tangents. Uh... Hey, Joe, it's EZ. I'm live. How are you? I'm terrific. How are you doing? Not bad, buddy. Sorry for the impromptu phone call, but I was about to give an update on the Lucy Ebel thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot going on. I'm happy to have a conversation about what we're doing on the recall. Because you have, uh, you're trying to gather signatures in District 2 of Ottawa County, and you need how many? 2,225? A few more than that, Eric. We need uh, 2,410 valid signatures from the district, and that kind of translates using, we call it field map, to about 2,850 signatures raw. How many volunteers are knocking on doors and manning stations? Um, So, so far we've got um, over 60 people that have gone out and gotten ink on paper for us. Uh, And those are the two ways that we've been doing it. So, uh, um, and those are kind of rotating. We've got a few folks that have been out there, uh, you know, 12 hours a day, every day we've been in the field. So we've got some pretty dedicated volunteers and we've got folks that are giving their time when they're able to. I love that. And you're over a thousand people. Can I say that? I hope I can. Cause I just did who have signed the petition. Yeah, well, you just did. So, I mean, that, <laughs> I guess the toothpaste is out of the tube on that one, but yeah, we've got more than a thousand signatures so far. Uh, that is fantastic. So you're, they're back at it and people can actually drive to various stations uh, like where you have people there and can sign um, instead of like someone knocking on, on the door. If you're in district two in, uh, in, in Ottawa County on the lakeshore, you go to any one of several stations and just put your uh, name on the paper, and you're and if you live there, that that's a valid signature, right? So yeah, that that's absolutely correct. Um, as long as they're registered voters, all of our volunteers are trained to do voter registration. Um, all of our clipboards have a little QR code that go to the Secretary of State. So even if you're not a registered voter, you're not sure, you can do that. We can also check what district you're registered in. District two covers. The majority of the north side of uh, of uh, Holland Township, I'm sorry, the majority of Holland Township, 
and then a little tiny part of Park Township. So it's most of the north side of Holland. Uh, Joe Spalding, so where where is the place that I can go to look online for these signature stations? Is there a website or a place that I can get all of this at once? Yeah, so the, the place to go uh, online, the easiest spot to see where we are currently at on any given day is the Committee to Recall Lucy Ebel Facebook page. But if folks want to go to stopottawaimpacts.com, uh, we're going to be updating that with our locations or uh, at least with a link to the um, the Facebook page itself so people can have access to where we are. But, I mean, the north side of Holland is very small, and we are, we are currently posted up on the corner of uh, Douglas and River right by the bridge between the north side and south side. You can't miss us. We've got folks uh, out there holding huge signs and uh, spreading the message. So if you go to Douglas and River, um, just like you're going downtown from the north side, you will see us just pull in the parking lot and sign it. Um, something that's kind of fun about this that we just learned yesterday is that Lucy Ebel teaches an exercise class in that plaza. <laughs> yes! Oh, my God. Lucy is king of exercise. Lucy is no, king her. of Ottawa County exercise, I guess, huh? That's right. And, I, I mean, I, I, I hate to burst her bubble, but she has students and she has people that have said... Uh, you know, I'm Lucy's friend, but I can't stand what's going on at the county. So no. Yeah, that's She's great. Those conversations. Let's, hey, we should all go take the exercise class. Uh, <laughs> you, you lost me at exercise class, easy. Joe, uh, you're you're a saint. Great job there. Tell Larry I said hi, and I want to get him on the show. I, I will talk to Larry. Uh, the, the one uh, about that, and, you know, we, we can uh, have that conversation uh, you know, he, he's a, he's a really good guy, you know? So, uh, I, I, but, I uh, believe that. The, yeah. He was the person that stepped up and put his name on the paper, despite knowing that there was going to be shots fired. So, yep, yep. uh, to, to that end, uh, I, I can't, you know, I can't do anything except for thank him for that. Of course. Of course. Well, tell him great job. Great job to you and all the volunteers. You're doing a heck of a job. So, thank you. Easy. You take care. Have a good show. All right, buddy. Thank you. That's uh, Joe Spalding, uh, the gentleman who is, uh, uh, as I just stumbled upon that, and I said, I got to call him. So that's so cool. So that if soon as that crazy bitch gets recalled, then Ottawa Impact is neutered. Then they don't, they're not majority on the commission. That's the point. Anyway, people who support her love Jason Aldean. Uh, Blake Shelton uh, is was somehow dragged into the Jason Aldean thing because a fake website, the Dunning-Kruger Times, which as soon as you see Dunning-Kruger, you're like, oh. And it took me a second. I went, Why do I know that? Why do I know that? The Dunning-Kruger effect. That's, I think, isn't the Dunning-Kruger effect when... Something about someone thinks that they're smarter than they really are or um, smarter than ever, thinks that they're smarter than everyone else in the room. What is it again? I, I think I'm close on that. The definition is a cognitive bias whereby people with low ability, expertise, or experience regarding a type of task or area of knowledge tend to overestimate their ability or knowledge. Yes. You think you're smarter than you really are. You know, uh, that's, that's kind of like why I call my brother, Jim world book, Jim, you know, 
You can look at any former Zaniac, you know, like uh, whatever. Take former Zaniac and they can say, I'm an expert on meth consumption when really they're not. They're just an addict, I guess. But anyway, the Dunning-Kruger website posted a story that said Blake Shelton, and it's all a parody website. Everything on the Dunning-Kruger website, the Dunning-Kruger Times, is parody. Their their disclaimer on their website says everything on this website is fiction. That's where the story is from. And the story was Blake Shelton canceled his $30 million project with CMT because they canceled Jason Aldean's racist video. And that he fully supports them. That couldn't be further from the truth. He didn't say shit. But Aaron Elizabeth, who is a far-right extremist uh, influencer, probably, you know how it is. All you got to do is be hot and say that you're, you support this and you're an influencer. So this hot chick, she's got hundreds of thousands of people who follow her. And... You know, all she has to do is see that and boom, everybody believes it. She saw the story and she went along party lines and did the usual type of nonsense. Uh, Blake Shelton cancels $30 million project with CMT. CMT tried to cancel Jason Aldean and ban his video. Go woke, go broke, go woke, go broke. CMT also turned their last music awards into a trans show. It's time for them to go bankrupt. Just how I feel. Free market solutions. You fucking assholes. I love it when sick fucks like Jason Aldean show their stripes and then get fucking pissed off when everybody calls them out on showing his stripes. If Jason Aldean were smart, He'd say, well, yeah, of course. Yeah, that. of course I'm happy with the video where they hung the black guy from the second story. Of course I, I, I hate black people. Of course I hate all this shit. Yes, yes. That is going to help him. He went on stage, Aldine, at some fucking redneck festival, and they were all chanting, USA, USA. You remember when you could chant USA? And it just meant you were happy with the hockey team. Nowadays, if you chant USA, oh my God, get me the fuck out of there. Shit. There was a time when they would chant USA. Remember when like a uh, George Bush was like, I know who knocked down these buildings and we're going to go kill those motherfuckers. And everyone's going, USA. I was like, yes, yes, I love that. Though that was awful, okay, because there's thousands of dead people at 9-11 at the uh, ground zero, all the shit piled up, George Bush is on top of it with a megaphone, or USA. That was actually a more pleasant experience than being surrounded by all these butt-fuck bumpkins at the Jason Aldean show. The biggest tragedy about Jason Aldean 
is that the guy in Vegas at the MGM did not aim for Jason Aldean. Tyler says fuckers like that have ruined everything about true patriotism. I can't stand that shit now. Oh, yeah, I'm with you. I fucking hate the American flag. I hate that fucking thing. I hate the flag. I hate the fucking song. I hate USA. You assholes. And it's going to take years for me to like it again because it's associated with you fucking dicks. God damn. You assholes. Take your fl- take your fucking Confederate flag back and give us old glory, you dicks. Shit fuck. Wolverine Bronco first on the chat. First time in the chat says these MAGAs can't help but out themselves. Oh, I know. It's horrible. It's so bad. And that's coming from, I was one. I was one. You remember, I voted for Trump in 2020. I voted for him. Not anymore. Never again. Isn't Trump getting indicted again? Isn't that the word? Trump indictment news. Which one's about this one? Uh, did he, is he, is he indicted twice now? Is he indicted? I forget. He's indicted for Stormy Daniels and, um, and, and documents. I think that's right. And the third one would be about, um, voter interference or, or whatever the fuck it was in, in Georgia when he's like, ah, I need 11,000 votes. Fucker. Give me 11,000 votes. I don't even give a shit. That's not even going to affect anything. The only way I'm starting to think this. The best shot you have at keeping Trump from office is a conviction because um, it's a crapshoot in the election. It's a toss up. You have him more powerful than ever and Biden Uh, more retarded than ever. That is a deadly combination. Biden is so bad that I would vote for Mike Pence. No, I can't do that. No, I can't say that. I would vote for Chris Christie. Pence, no. Trump, no. Chris Christie, I would. Chris Christie was a Republican nominee I'd vote for him. I'd immediately flip on you. I am not a dyed in the wool anything. No way. Okay. I cannot wait to share with you the unlikely story of the comeback of Billy McFarlane. Tell me you watched that old documentary on the fire festival. Billy McFarlane. 
is back. And I cannot figure how he expects anybody to take him seriously here. That will be on the Patreon. Along with describing the kink of Ashley's former boyfriend, Crazy Ashley. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. This is all you need to do. Go for seven days. Hear the story. Cancel it. Or keep it. I don't know. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Uh, Rick at TC Paintball, TC Paintball, GR.com. Book an event. What are you doing? Uh, time is winding down on vacation, which bums me out. They're already showing the back-to-school shit for the kids. That always makes me feel bad. I still haven't done shit this summer. I haven't gone up north as much as I wanted to. Uh, anyway, TC Paintball. Book something with the kids. Have some fun. TC Paintball, GR.com. Uh, they've got the Kids League, where you can use the low-impact uh, weaponry and it doesn't hurt. Okay. That can be a real bummer for a little kid. If he's playing paintball, he's like, Oh, this hurts. I, I want to go home and use the low impact gear. Uh, you just walk in and it's a uh, turnkey. You drop them a few bucks. You get the paint, you get the uh, gun, you get the mask. You're having fun. TC paintball, gr.com, a destination, fun time to be sure. Especially if you're taking a staycation, so much fun at TC paintball. Uh, racing at Berlin. Oh my God. What's going on this weekend? First of all, the sprint cars were in there last weekend. That was a great time. Uh, this weekend, we are looking at the 29th hall of fame night. You can get tickets. All you have to do is go to berlinraceway.com and buy those tickets online. When you buy online, you will get them for just $14. When you get them at the gate, they're 17. Get a crew, go to the races. Uh, parking is free, 15 and under free. Drinks are cheap and cold. Got concessions there. You can bring a cooler uh, with all of your goodies in it. Snacks and soft drinks, just no glass and no alcohol. And then uh, more big things coming up at Berlin because uh, the weekend after, I'm sorry, the Wednesday, Wednesday? No, the Thursday. Yeah, Thursday the 3rd, it's sold out. But um, the SRX Racing Series, which has all of the big names, some of the biggest names in racing, cup champions, fucking Tony Stewart. I don't even know the whole list. It's great, though. Uh, there's only like fan zone access only. You're going to be in the pits, basically. Hang, there's 75 bucks a pop. So you will be face to face with some of the biggest stars in the history of racing with fan zone access passes. You can still get those for $75. Then after that, the following Wednesday is the battle at Berlin. 20 bucks a pop for those. All at berlinraceway.com. All right, that's it. Who is going to be our asshole of the day? Ryan says he eats 
indictments for breakfast, they make them more powerful. It's true. Oh, Robert F. Kennedy. I hope that guy doesn't win. He's a Democrat. So he wants to take out Biden. He's a fucking psychopath. Jasmine uh, Perez was the um, asshole today, Friday. as a woman who uh, went to hireahitman.com and tried to get her three-year-old killed. Uh, hats off to Tim Kuyper. He made me a new asshole of the day sign, but I keep forgetting to go pick it up. Uh, your TC paintball asshole of the day is the Dutch face shitter. Uh, Maureen suggests it should be your sister Linda for blue balling you on that story. No bullshit. She's a goddamn champion. Uh, thank you for the suggestion. Face shitter is the asshole of the day, and that is my time. Thank you for being here for it. I will have more on the Patreon in about half an hour. Till then, take care, folks. Bye-bye.